Hey, welcome back to Justin Talks TV. Okay, we got a new episode today. This one is slightly different. I'm not giving you like a new show like review. This is like more of like one of those analysis episodes and it's gonna be fun because this episode we have we are doing The Office versus Parks and Recreation. Now I voted, now people voted for this episode on my Instagram account, so, and I thought this would be an interesting topic since they always get compared to each other and stuff like that. Like there were so many articles that I was looking up like why The Office is better than Parks and Rec and why the park, why Parks and Rec is better than The Office and stuff like that because they're both similar workplace comedies on the same network and they're created by like the same people, so... I think this is going to be a very interesting episode, and I have a lot of notes. I have a lot of notes, so we should get right into the episode. So, like I said, The Office vs. Parks and Rec, the battle of the workplace comedies, if you will. Um, I've seen both series all the way through. I've seen The Office more. I'm way more. I'm an Office super fan. I, I, I just am. So, excuse me. Pardon me if some of my takes seem a little more directed at the office. That's actually not intentional. That's not totally intentional. But I am office super fan. I still think Parks and Rec is great. I'm wearing a Parks and Rec shirt now that says Mouse Rat and a Dunder Mifflin hat. Um, but I am an office super fan. So I will, I, but I always, I definitely give Parks and Rec its props. Um, I'm not a Parks and Rec hater at all, so, just, just putting that out there, bear with me, bear with me, like, please, please, like, throughout the whole episode, I may give, like, a hot take or two, but please just bear with me through the episode, we're gonna get to some points, everything, this is good, this is gonna be good, it's not, um, of course I have my favorite, I have my favorite of the two, but, you know, I hope that if you're a fan of these shows, or if you've never seen either, this could be fun for you. You could, like, really see the difference between the two, but it's going to be a lot more fun if you've seen both, and then you can have, like, a side to pick, like, which one you think is better, and, like, you can agree or disagree with what I say, and this is also some of what I said has been taken from other things that were written, um, so... Yeah, this is going to be an interesting episode. So, Battle of the Workplace Comedies. We're comparing the two shows. The Office, the American adaptation of The Office, because this was, there's the British Office, and we're talking about the American Office, just to be very clear in case you're, I don't know, a fan of the British Office and you're confused. I don't know. But we're talking about the American version of The Office, and it was created by Greg Daniels, and Parks and Rec was co created by Greg Daniels and Michael Schur. And Michael Schur also wrote On the Office before doing Parks and Rec. And Mike Schur also moved on to do The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and more shows. So they both wrote for The Office. And so, you know, very, that's why they're very similar. They're very similar because they're created by the same people who worked on The Office. So they have similar premises in a way you know, workplace comedies, workplace dynamics, um, the whole documentary uh, style format and everything. So they are similar in, sim 
in certain ways, and they are also different in plenty of other ways, too. Um, and these shows are always compared to each other, um, and it's intense, you know? It's always like the office, it feels like it's always the office versus Parks and Rec. So, that's why I thought this episode would be fun. I have a lot to get into, so like I said, let's get into things. There's going to be different categories with things about the shows I discussed. Um, and so let's start off with the theme songs. You know, theme songs were so important back in this era of television. I miss the good theme songs. Like, theme songs just to be what would get you into the show and make you excited for what you're about to watch. So, um, both had these catchy instrumental theme songs that were upbeat and fun. The Office's theme song is definitely more more upbeat and fast paced and it and it really takes you into the show with all the different visual shots of Scranton and Dunder Mifflin and then moving into the characters um that you know are a part of the series of course the main ones um the funny bits that you'll see throughout different episodes and stuff like that um and it's fun to watch these visuals and the theme song it Slaps. It slaps your heart. It's it's my ringtone. I, I will admit that. My phone's mostly on vibrate, so I don't hear it. But it is my ringtone when my ringer is on, is the Office theme song. Because it just hits like that. And it may take me longer to answer the phone if it, my ringer's on and I'm hearing the theme song. Um, but on the other hand, Parks and Rec does have the same kind of style. They have this catchy instrumental in it. Um, takes you with all these different visuals, like in each character shot, introducing the actor and the character has all these different shots of around Pawnee, with Pawnee, Indiana, which is where it takes place, and, you know, the parks, and everywhere around the environment. Both do a good job at taking you into the show. They both do a really good job of taking you into the visual of the show, and the elements of what you're going to see in the episode and what you can expect from the series that you're watching. But, um, if, but if we're going with music, per se, like the music of it, I think The Office provides this overall upbeat and fun feeling of getting into the episode more so. But that's just... These are all just my opinions. And the Parks does have, you know... The catchy theme, but the office theme song is just like it's more my speed per se. That's definitely opinion thing about which theme song you think is more fun to listen to. But I think the office theme is more upbeat and fast paced, and the visuals go the fast paces of the visuals to also just make it so great and gets me excited for you know the episode. Even on my rewatch of the episodes, I've watched so many times so um and moving on mockumentary style format is the next category mockumentary style format you know is that documentary style format you know it's a fake documentary and they're being followed around by a camera crew and talking to the camera and doing interviews and looking at the camera and all that kind of stuff and doing that whole breaking the fourth wall bit and follow them around their work life and sometimes even their outside of work life. 
So the office pretty much made this style work and what it is today in sitcoms. You've seen this in other sitcoms. You see it in Modern Family, Parks, um, this new show, Abbott Elementary, um, that whole format of like there being a camera and people talking to the camera and stuff like that is just the office is just that example of what this is. They start that whole format when you when you see any of those shows with that format it's always compared to the office even though parks is created by the same people even if it wasn't it'd still be like this is like the office and even at elementary it's like this is like a school version of the office because the office is just a prime example of the mockumentary style format and they really just perfected it and did it so well that it's just always going to be compared. So it's just more of like a fact thing. Like that's just something that's pretty undisputed. You're always going to think like the office with that sort of thing. So, um, so let's see. Um, like I said, every other show is going to get those kinds of comparisons. And because with Parks having that same element... And before I even realized, you know, these are the same people that made The Office. Because I've been watching The Office for about five years. I started watching when I was like 14. Um, and I didn't end up watching Parks until um, 2020 when, you know, I was just kind of bored at home. Because I didn't have a strong interest in it because it just felt like it was just, you know, a ripoff of The Office. You know, let's just do the same thing, you know, to workplace comedy and let's just have a camera follow them around like I felt like it was the exact same thing and that was my perception of it before I watched it. I watched a little bit of the first season and I was just feeling like this is just trying to be The Office but not doing as good of a job. Um, but and that was like a thing that was other people were saying when the first season was premiering on NBC, people are saying, you know, this is too much like The Office. This is, you know, the same thing. So it had to turn itself around in order to make itself work. And eventually it did. It did make itself work. I kept watching and it found its way to turn itself around and not feel like I was just watching a watered-down version of The Office. So, um, so The Office does is just going to reign superior in this category. Um, also, another thing with um, the documentary style format is that that's kind of off. That kind of is almost like really different from Parks and Rec. It's just that the office addressed early on and like consistently throughout the show why the documentary was at, the documentary crew was there. Why they were there, they were interactive with the crew, even with the um, workers in the office, even if it was in very small ways, and they knew what they were trying to do with the documentary and stuff like that. So it felt like there was a purpose for the documentary style format. And with Parks and Rec, you it's never addressed why the camera crew was there, anything. There really wasn't any payoff with that happening. I think the creators, because they probably just thought, okay, let's, maybe we can just do that mockumentary style thing again, um, and it won't be a big deal, but it really just didn't have a point to it. It added comedic value, 
in certain ways, but in a way there was no point. There just wasn't in a realistic way. It wasn't said why they were there. You know, it didn't have the same sort of great payoff as the office did with like at the end of the series, you know, the documentary comes out and, you know, it just had more of a point in the office and the Parks and Rec, you know, it was just like they had a camera that was following them around every single day and in certain scenarios and it really made no sense why. So that was sort of the thing. Um, and another thing with the documentary format is the looks to camera, the like looks to camera that characters would give that adds like a lot of comedic value. Jim Halpert on The Office specifically and other characters would give these great, great looks to the camera um, as co silent commentary on ridiculous situations and just um, at their job. And they were just comedic gold. Like, Jim's look to the camera is iconic. Kevin had great looks to the camera on The Office. There were even just, like, ones that were just, like, reaction shots. Not even necessarily meant to be, like, you know, this is like a funny face, just like reaction shots. They just did it so, so well. Um, and in my opinion, my opinion, the Ben Wyatt look to the camera just felt a little derivative sometime of Jim's, but that's just me. That's just me. Don't hate me. Um, and nobody on Parts and Rec could do a look to the camera nearly as good as anybody really office you can say april you can kind of say her but i don't know why is she just i don't know like her is just kind of point out her own personality rather than like reaction shots that were just um supposed to be like that maybe that was intentional maybe they didn't want it to be the same but that's definitely something that sticks out um for sure okay and on that note um this is gonna be a little fast paced like this episode i'm gonna move to one thing from the other because there's just a lot to cover um it's the characters you know the char characters are important in any tv show um both shows had good sets of characters for sure overall both had different ways in which I guess the characters were supposed to be set up. They were, the characters in each show were mostly different. Mostly different. Um, both shows, um, had characters that were bad. Both shows had characters that were not good and sometimes just not necessary at all. For the, for instance, The Office, the, one of, they had so many characters that I just were, they were like so bad unnecessary that turn offs. One that sticks out is Robert California. Not a good character. Terrible character. Like, because basically everybody, every character that came in post Michael Scott was not a good character. Robert California. Nellie, Nellie Bertram, not funny, not necessary. Um, those Jim and Dwight clones at season nine, just some unnecessary characters um, as an overall sense. Those came in so much later that 
sometimes are not even thought about, which is a good thing, in my opinion. I don't even like to think about them. I'm disappointed that I'm thinking of them now. So, <laughs> and Parks. Parks had Mark Brandanowitz for season one and two, and then he was cut, which was good. Which is a good thing, because he really just had no storyline, no purpose. He was boring. You know, he was dating Anne, and he had, like, slept with Leslie or something. Overall, he was just dry and boring and really didn't contribute much to the show. So, he was gone after season two. So, in the points of both shows, they both had some characters that were not as great. But overall, The Office had no... In terms of, like, actual core characters in the series, they really had no dead weight. Unlike, I guess, with Parks, was, like, only Mark was, like, their dead weight character, but the opposite. If we're talking about core cast, there was no dead weight. No, like, uh, just really dead weight with characters. Like, everyone contributed something, so... Um, it was mainly just the last, the later seasons that had the bad characters, but the core cast and main seasons, one through seven, excellent. Everyone had the comedic sense to add and were well-rounded well characters, you know, everybody added something, you know, even the most background people uh, Toby, or Kelly, or Creed, whoever, even if they only show for, like, a brief part of the episode, or even every once in a while, they still added something to the show, even, like, Meredith, or sometimes Phyllis, you know, everybody had something to add to, while there were more, like, more characters, there were more, like, core characters in The Office, there were, but, um, Everyone had something to add to where it didn't feel like they were just unnecessary background characters. Um, not that that's what happened in Parks and Rec, but just making that point. Um, and like with The Office, the characters feel more realistic and more like real people. Like the one who like, like Jim, the one who just stuck in this dead end job and Pam, you know. Just a receptionist who's just also kind of stuck and, you know, the boss kind of, you know, is into her, like, makes certain comments. The uptight co-worker, the ones who are just, you know, lazy with their jobs, like, um, the one who's, been, the people who have been there for too long, you know, they just feel like people that you would actually sense in, like, an actual office environment, and especially with it being a paper company and just the fact that it's boring and people don't want to be there and not everyone gets along and stuff like that. All the dynamics of the characters felt more like a real life work dynamic. Um, and because the, there was often conflict with coworkers, it's not like every, even though Michael, you know, you want the whole thing to be like a family or whatever, there was often conflict. There was the conflict resolution episode, you know, there was tons of things where people just didn't like each other, just singing along, and overall, The Office just had these really standout characters, like Michael, and Dwight, and, um, J Jim, and all these different people that are just, like, standout characters, like, in comedic 
sitcom history, like Michael, Michael and Dwight, like specifically, they're kind of like more of the standout, like comedic characters in a lot of ways, um, that are just very memorable, and all the characters were great. They had good character development by the end of the show, especially with Pam, Jim, and Dwight are like some of the best examples of like their character development that they had on the show. Now, don't get me wrong, here's the Parks and Rec point, had great characters and overall had more characters like that popped up throughout the series that were fun. Like they were just, they had a lot of fun characters pop up throughout Parks. Um, main cast like Ron and Tom were the best characters to me. There was probably more characters in Parks that I was just less into. I didn't prefer Andy that much, to be quite honest. Like, sometimes I just hate the d one that's, like, too dumb to be realistic. Um, also, I was kind of like, Andy, there's the Andy in the office and in parks. Like, I know it's hard to come up with names, but there are two Andys. Like, can have thought of anything else? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. April was funny at different times. Um... For sure. Um, Chris. Chris was funny, but played by Rob Lowe. He did a good job in this role and was for sure a great addition to this cast. Same with Ben, uh, played by Adam Scott. He was a good character and good cast addition that really, like, lifted up the show low-key. Like, when those two came in, it was just kind of like a turning point, And it was just... It, it just worked well, and it added, like, a good overall thing to the cast dynamic. Um, Anne, ooh, I, I didn't type, I didn't write down anything about Anne, which is weird. I guess Anne was, like, Anne was almost just the pretty one in, in a lot of ways. Like, and she did a good job at it. Like, Rashida Jones is beautiful. I'm, like, watching parts, I'm like, ooh, Rashida. Shia Jones is just so beautiful, like, and, like, that was good for her, because, you know, she didn't really get a main part on The Office, you know, she was just kind of seen as, like, not Pam, so, I think she did well in The Office, too, but, um, sometimes, and, like, her and Leslie, like, created, like, this really good friendship that people like, of, like, a strong female-centered friendship, which is definitely a good thing, um, it's just that sometimes, like, Anne just, they didn't give Anne enough. Like, I think they could have given her more was just a thing. Even though Anne could be funny at times, too, because she had more of, like, the dry sense of humor, which I liked. Um, yeah, and these characters, all of them had good development, too. too. Like, April, who, who became, like, more open to, like, feelings and, like, um, finding, like, the right job and opportunities for herself and ending up with Andy. And Andy had good development, too, you know, kind of taking life more seriously and not just being, like, a total idiot. Um, and even Ron just kind of opening himself up more and things like, in certain ways, in certain ways. Um, yeah, and, um, Parks definitely had better guest stars. That's for sure. I mean, they had, like, Joe Biden, Michelle Obama, just to name a couple. Joe Biden appeared twice. 
That's crazy. I remember all those memes, the Parks and Rex memes when he was getting elected. I'm like, ah, that's so, so great. Uh, and Michelle Obama, like, the way that they just got these strong guest stars, because Parks and Rec was such a popular um, and good show. And they had, like, Paul Rudd and Andy Samberg and so many more that were just very impressive, for sure. For sure, impressive guest stars, you know. You can't even have to admit that. Like, they just... And they had, like, all these funny, like, wacky supporting characters, like people from Pawnee or uh, from the um, other... uh, What's that, like, rich place in Pawnee? The opposite of Pawnee, it's, like, on the other side of the fence... I cannot remember the name of it. I'm sure someone listening is probably saying it, like, in their head, like, 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 I just don't remember. I haven't seen Parks and Rec as much as I've seen The Office, so I don't remember all the references. I feel like the name had some, like, eagle or something in it, like, a fancy eagle or something like that, but, um, anyway, but those were, like, some of the good, like, additional characters that came in that added to the things um, that even were more fun, that could be more, that added more fun and dynamics to the main cast, like Tammy, Tammy Sue, played by Megan Mullally, who played, who was Ron's ex-wife, and they like passionately hate each other, but were also really into each other, like sexually, like at the same time, like that was just a strong, comedic dynamic she was a good guest star and it was more funny that she was nick offerman's wife nick offerman plays ron um so that that made it even better so um overall in terms of characters i love the office characters more i like i relate i also found them more relatable even not working in a office environment just as people i found them more relatable but parks did have these funny characters for sure like ron i said ron and tom you know ron is just more like the strong caricature and like sometimes they don't feel as like real people uh especially because some of them like love their jobs so much this isn't a bad thing to love your job but it's a little less realistic because like most people aren't like I love my job, you know, I can't wait to come to work every day, kind of like Leslie and, like, some of the other ones, or Chris, it's like, no one's that pepped up in my, like, that I've seen, maybe, maybe people do, but, um, um, but I still like the Parks and Rec characters, they even had funnier, like, side characters like John Ralphio and Mona Lisa, um, I'm trying to think, like I said, Tammy, um, those kind of people were fun, but I just have more, I have more fun watching the Office characters, even when I was watching Parks and Rec the first time through, I just have, it was just enjoying the Office characters more, because in that aspect, and that's just how I feel about them, you might like the Parks and Rec characters because they feel like they're more, like, silly and made up, which is, definitely not a bad thing but that's just my take on it in my terms of how i view characters um like a sense of realism mixed with a sense of comedy and like 
stupidity in a way. But, um, anyway, quickly moving on. Bosses. Bosses. Michael Scott and Leslie Nope. Michael Scott is one of the best sitcom characters of all time. Point blank period. You will look up these lists about, like, best sitcom characters. I've even seen everyone I watch. Michael Scott. Michael Scott is on them. And usually towards the very top. Usually maybe number two or number one or something. I can't remember, like, who usually ends up ranking above or anything. But no offense, so it's not one of the Parks and Rec characters. Um... Now, Michael Scott is still quoted and referenced in gifts, songs, conversation to this day. Post Malone has song, I love paper like I'm Michael Scott. Like, he's just, just... There's just no other sitcom character like him. Without him on the office, the show did take this big loss. Now, Michael gets, like, all these criticisms or whatever because, you know... You know, he says offensive things that are dumb, but they're not supposed to be taken in, like, a serious way. It's just supposed to be a take on, like, your dumb boss who doesn't know what he's saying. And Michael's just supposed to be, like, a dumb, silly, ignorant guy that you're not supposed to be taking seriously. Like, if you're taking him that seriously, maybe you should turn it off. Because, honestly, there's a, that's just what comedy is. Comedy is making jokes comedy is sort of pushing the envelope in certain ways and that's how people act in real life people there are michael scott's that you know they say the same stupid things you know so it's it's just comedy at the end of the day and he's just goofy and not self-aware um and it's just a take on like you know people have worked for michael scott types that say things like that are dumb not good at their job and stuff like that. And Michael is consistently funny because of those reasons. And you also have, like, the strong level of feeling for Michael Scott. Like, he's, you know, um, they provide so many emotions with Michael Scott. He wants, just wants to be loved, have friends, and connect with his home, I mean, his co-workers, and be married, and have kids, and all this stuff to where you... Despite how dumb he is and how all the things he says, you still feel for Michael Scott at the very end of the day, you know. He's still just a person who's trying to be better and all that good stuff. He just has a good heart. Now, ooh, that is my <laughs> Michael Scott rant. I, I'm a bit, like, just one of the best characters. I would have been fine if they ended the show, like, without when he was leaving because without him tanked tanked definitely or they could have done a better job at replacing him it, i'll say that if they really wanted to keep it going um now moving on not saying that this is a bad thing but leslie is really good at her job and she loves it to the point where it's less interesting like it's less interesting and this is something i saw it's like and it can be anticlimactic because it doesn't cause enough conflict as often because she's just good at her job and she loves it. And sometimes it can be comedic, but if she's just good at everything, it's harder to create those same kind of moments as, you know, Michael Scott created. Um, and I think in a way it's easier for people to f like 
Leslie than Michael because she's good at her job, even though I don't know. I think Leslie was, I don't know, sometimes I thought Leslie was annoying. It's just too pushy sometimes, but she's a good character and she's a better boss in a traditional sense. Because if we're talking about who's a better boss, it's Leslie. But if it's like who is, you know, uh, more entertaining to watch, it's Michael. Leslie is entertaining her own way to some people. Um, but Michael just brings this overall level of comedy that's unmatched to where. And they, again, that may have been intentional. Maybe they didn't want to make a copy-paste Michael Scott, which is a good thing, because that would have been annoying, too. That's, uh, but in Bosses, I enjoy Michael more. Ooh, we still have a lot that I didn't get to. Okay, humor, humor. Uh, sitcom. Um, humor makes or break a sitcom. Both shows have this great level of humor, and their forms of humor were so different. Both have this level of cringe comedy. The Office is so good at cringe comedy. Sometimes too cringy, sometimes too cringy. Scott's Pots, season eight and nine. Um, other moments, I'm like, too cringe. But overall, it was like cringe comedy in a way that worked well overall. The pranks, roast humor of making fun of everybody was better. This was something I saw, and it's a good point. For instance, with Parks, it was just everyone would generally make fun of Jerry, Larry, Terry, you know, all the different names. They didn't even call him by his name. And they were funny a lot of times. They were funny. They were funny. But sometimes it was like, why does anyone ever make fun of Jerry? But um, but on The Office, um, everybody was open season. Everybody would get made fun of, insults teasing and that's what made it great and again felt more like a realistic workplace dynamic it's not just one person it's just everybody is subject to some sort of scrutiny or jokes or like the part where michael is just saying boom roasted to everybody when they're roasting michael it's just it's just more fun if everybody's getting more of the the jokes are just spread out more across everybody than just one person. Now, you can say Toby's like a similar thing, but it's mainly just Michael that would stuff about Toby. There'd be certain moments where other people would say things about Toby, but overall, it wasn't everybody doesn't like Toby, but on the office, it's just like, okay, y'all, it was kind of more like a workplace harassment in a way, but... I don't want to take it that seriously because I don't like to take sitcoms that seriously um, like some people do. Uh, but that humor, The Office is just a different kind of humor. Like I said, both were great. Office, for me, and my sense of humor, is more laugh out loud funny to me like ever since I was watching the show. And certain few things make me audibly laugh out loud. There are certain things I would think is funny, but me actually laughing out loud between the goofy humor, physical comedy, and sarcasm, um, there are just some of my favorite things uh, to watch in The Office, and that's why I love their humor so much. Parks and Rec has this great humor, too, for sure. Like, I remember the first I laughed so hard at like out loud at Parks and Rec it was this episode where Jerry 
uh, was giving this presentation. He kept messing up. And he ripped his pants. And the way they show everybody's face and reacted to it, it was too funny. Like, that was the first time I'm like, okay, this is getting to be funny. Because that was even well in this season two, I think, where I was actually starting to be like, okay, this is, like, funny, funny. Um, but I consistently laugh and smile at... Um, the office, even on my several rewatches, like that's just pure comfort show. Parks and Rec is funny too. Do not get me wrong, I'm not off, I'm not anti Parks and Rec. Again, I'm reiterating that. I don't know if by this you're like, oh, he just doesn't even like Parks and Rec that much, but it's funny too. It's just not the same kind of show. The office, Parks and Rec was more joke heavy, like, it liked to tell jokes and have bits and humor and that sort of way so they have different forms of humor and comedy and that are just different and i enjoy all the regular jokes and antics of the parks and gang honestly i kind of want to rewatch more and like see if there are just certain things that i would like more on a rewatch um um even without rewatching though i still feel like the office is still better for my sense of humor okay anyway moving on couples couples um on these two shows um the office was more fun to watch again i am so uh, even without me I honestly feel like even without me watching Parks and Rec, I'm just very into certain elements of The Office more. Even though I haven't had the strongest rewatch, the, the strongest desire to rewatch Parks and Rec, not again, not that's bad. It's just that The Office feels more rewatchable to me. I'm off topic. Anyway, moving forward, couples, couples. Um. I hate to say this, but I was bored. I was kind of bored by Parks and Rec couples. None of them did it for me. Now, again, don't get mad at me. Do not click off this podcast right now. Don't you dare. Um, and just let me explain. But Ben and Leslie, they were good. They were good. They were not a bad couple. It's just that they lacked a certain level of chemistry and interest for me also. They just didn't have the same captivating story either as Jim and Pam. There just wasn't enough that I'm like, gosh, I'm just rooting for these two to get together. It was just like, you know, they were just both single and they liked each other. Like, that just felt like what it was. There was no driving story. There was like that thing about them not being able to work together or whatever. That was like their storyline. But I don't know, that just didn't get me as much even though it was good it was good these it was good sort of i just didn't get me in the same kind of way as like some of the office couples that were just like i like you just have like a strong way of rooting for them and that's just me maybe you rooted for them more but i was a little i didn't feel like they even had like the same like a strong like a real strong chemistry um and I thought they were a little, again, there are hot takes in this. Don't get me wrong. They're a little corny. They're kind of corny. And like a lame, I don't know, they're just corny. And that's coming from me, and I'm kind of corny. So 
And they were just like a little like, this is cheesy sometimes. This is just me. I'm sorry if I'm alienating the Parks and Rec fans. I'm sorry, but Annie and April might have been the best couple. Also, Chris and Ann were decent, but also there wasn't much going for them either. But Annie and April were the better couple to watch. Like, there's like surprise wedding things and, you know, the fact that they were both like similar in certain ways and they also kind of broke each other out of their shells and just worked well together. I thought they worked the best. They were more interesting to watch than Ben and Leslie. I think other people agree with that too, other Parks and Rec fans. Because I've seen that same opinion before too. Also, Ron and the second Tammy, like I said, even though they weren't like an official couple, like they didn't like get married or like they weren't like a throughout the show couple when they they were just funny outrageous on screen now the office couples were so good jim and pam yeah michael and holly were good um dwight and angela all of them had their ups and downs in their relationships and certain things that didn't work for sure but they were just good couples and they kind of uh, most of them felt right and had interesting stories Jim and Pam are the best. They had good chemistry from day one. The way the office careers have described the Jim and Pam storyline, it's like it's like a love story mixed with like a workplace comedy. It's the way they describe the Jim and Pam story because of how important that is. Um, they just had chemistry from day one. I felt like you're rooting for them more to get together. They did a good job of like dragging out the relationship to where it was satisfying when they got together. Um, and it was just... The obstacles it took for them to get together between the Roy storylines and him, like, kind of realizing Karen wasn't right for him. Um, and that sort of thing was good. The season nine marriage storyline did suck. It did. But in a way, it made them feel more real because it showed them having marital troubles and then them getting back together. But at the same time, it was also a little unnecessary. Uh, Dwight and Angela were good to watch because they were just more they were more fun to be honest when they were like the sneaking around couple rather than when they felt more serious um, but they just were added like comedic stuff to the show that was great and again you are welcome to disagree with anything that I'm saying um, okay uh, moving forward moving forward I'm, I'm going on for a while Consistency and, qual and quality of these shows. Both shows had their moments where they were not that good. Like, the last two seasons of The Office, bad. Overall, season 9 was better than season 8, but still not great. Uh, I can barely even watch them. Um, so, first season, first couple seasons of Park, uh, Parks and Rec are dry and kind of lack the overall quality that I had in later seasons. Um... But I think if we're talking about general consistency over the series, Parks did get better over time than worse. Even though it did have less seasons in the office, it still remained decent until the very end. The office, I love it, I love it, but even before Michael left, the quality was like still dipping just a, like a little bit. Like even see, after season five, one, Part of it was because people 
some of the mean riders went to go write Parks and Rec to where it didn't have the same writers anymore. So in a way, I can I can put that on Parks and Rec. No offense, but that's kind of when things started taking a dip. But uh, I would rather them just ended the show like when or like around season seven and like suffer the last two seasons. But they were making money, so that's what they wanted to do. The network. However, in the high moments of the show, I still think it shined brighter than Parks. But, yeah. But in terms of beginning to end quality, I do think Parks wins. And this one, oh, wow. That's. Give me credit for that, for even saying that. that if we're talking about first to last season, there was. Still just more consistency in parks, I guess. Wow. I can't even believe I just said that. Give me credit. Give me credit if you're still listening this far. Give me credit for even saying something like that. Um, okay, we're at the last point, pretty much. Um, thank you for bearing with me. Um, finally, we have series finales and overall legacy. The series finale of The Office is one of the great conclusion is a great conclusion to this great show. It wrapped on character storylines so well. It was touching, heartfelt, entertaining. Between Dwight and Angela getting married, Jim and Pambo finally moving on and achieving their dreams, Dwight being manager, and of course the Michael Scott cameo, which definitely should have been longer. That's what she said. Uh, the, minor, the final monologues of everyone, the closing scene with everyone spending time together in office was so well done and so heartfelt. I remember when I first watched, I was like, wow, I can't believe this is over. And then I watched it twice in the same day. It was, it was a good finale. It was a good way to end my show. Um, and Pam taking her painting, which she did not steal. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. There's like, this thing was like, Pam stole the painting at the last episode. I'm like, how did she steal it? It was hers. It would, how, how she steal her own painting. That's stupid. Anyway, moving on. At the end, and talking about uh, the beauty and ordinary things, and that was, I guess, the point of the... And saying that was the point of the documentary, and those are the last words spoken of the series, and then it just shows the office building. Like, this is so great. This is the best finale. It's definitely one of the best finales. For sure, for sure. Okay. Uh, but yeah, The Office had this great finale. Um, yeah. And, oh shoot, I lost my thing. Um, and in terms of, like, the legacy and the overall iconicness of the show, you know it's still there. I don't even have to explain it. It's there. It's still one of the most iconic shows of all time. You can find merchandise for the show just about anywhere. You can walk into a store and just find office stuff. There's tons of it everywhere. I should know. I have a lot of it. I have a lot of office merch. And the level of iconicness of the office is very... It's like not... It, it's almost unmatched. Um, Parks and Rec, great series finale too. I remember... Thinking it was like one of the better one, one of the like finales. So I was like up there. Oh, 
um, up there too, for sure, for for best finales. Um, um, hold up, I lost it. Ace. Um, I think they did a really good job at setting up the satisfying indie for fans too. Um, I commend Parks and Rec for ending at a time where people still wanted more, not to where you know they were like tired of the show or anything or that was getting dry even though their last season wasn't like one of their best ones it was still pretty good um you know the way they show where everyone ended up over time and achieved their dreams in a very strong way people love that i liked it too and how they all stayed in each other's lives was interesting and well done i that element um, even though I kind of like the element more when it's like you, you don't always know exactly what happened to them in specifics, but you like can still imagine that the world of their lives is still going on. Um, but I definitely like this way of they wrap everything up and everything felt like a conclusion and you didn't know where they went in life. It had strong character development. They all moved on to have these great careers and lives and just felt different from the people we were first introduced to, you know, seven seasons before, in a good way, um, the best, in <laughs> the fun part, the don't be suspicious part at the end, where John Ralphio fakes his own death with, um, Mona Lisa, that was one of the parts, again, I should rewatch, I should rewatch more, but, um, uh, Parks and Rec still continues to be a very popular, have plenty of fans who adore the series um its fan base continues to grow it's still such a good show it's still a great show um and people love it i think it's good i think it's good for sure uh never get me wrong i i'm not a hater i'm not a hater it's just it's it's just not quite on the same level the office is at Sorry, sorry, people. Um, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's still a great show, and both are considered to be two of the best network sitcoms to this day. Okay, that is The Office vs. Parks and Rec episode. Uh, I hope you're. I I hope you enjoyed this episode and my kind of hot takes. Uh, like, again, I'm a very big Office fan, so I still hope you can enjoy this if you were a bigger Parks and Rec fan than The Office, which is kind of valid. It's kind of valid, but, you know, The Office is just my show. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Um, feel free to leave a review. Um... You can um, leave one on my new website, which is um, podpage.com slash justintalkstv. That is podpage.com slash justintalkstv. Leave a review, check out episodes, find my social media, um, and just keep up with the podcast. There are several good reviews. I just got a new one, and people are really enjoying it. And I'm glad you're enjoying it. I like making it for you guys. So until next week, uh, thank you for listening. Bye.